0: And boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Get Started Podcast, where each and every week we dive into the inspiring stories of local business owners and community leaders who have taken their passions and turned them into successful ventures. Today we are joined by Mr. Jason Hemmer. Hello. And Jason, I got to let you know, like that was totally uh, written by AI. I didn't come up with any of that on my own except for the name of the podcast.
1: You put the inflection in though, and that's what sold it. I so did. we're all good.
0: So so the Get Started Podcast brought to you by Chat GPT. Uh
1: what is Chat GPT?
0: Oh man, we're going off on a rabbit trail already. Already. let chat chat GPT is uh AI. It's an AI format or AI platform that you can put information in and it regurgitates sources back out to you.
1: Oop, okay. It is it is good. brilliant. Sweet.
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think uh, the first couple questions I'm going to ask you today are, are based on that. From but that. Uh, yeah. So before we get into that, like we were, we were talking, you were asking some questions about what this is and where we're going with it. Uh, yeah. Cause this is a relatively new thing for you, for, for all of us. Okay. Yeah. So I've never recorded a podcast on this end of the microphone. Uh, I have been a guest on a couple.
1: So this is all new Okay. I've never done a podcast in my life. Okay. So here we go.
0: Yeah. So at this point, <laughs> Let's just talk, right? Just good, good talk. So tell me, uh, you are an owner of what? A business. A no. bus- yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I'm here. That's, that's a good start.
1: No. Uh, so I started when I was in high school. Um, like any kid in high school you had, well, I only had three options, babysit, deliver papers or Molons. And I kicked out babysitting cause nope, kids. Nope. Yeah. And now it got Six Say, on the way. So yeah, you have got you've got five now, right? Yes. And, and they're all girls. One boy.
0: One okay, so you'd have a you have a son. So, yes. so four girls, one boy, and you've got a sixth on the way.
1: Yes. And hopefully he'll be a boy. Holy monkeys. Yes. But if it's a girl, we just won't let her listen to this podcast. So Yeah, fair so, okay. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was out and then uh it was deliver papers and I did it once. I got up at four thirty, I said, Nope, that's not happening. So it was mowing lawns. So I started doing that by the time I hit I don't know, I think I was, I was graduating high school. I had like 20 or 30 people I was mowing lawns for. And I'm like, let's keep rolling because I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And it took off from there. And then a customer said, hey, can you build a retaining wall? I said, yep, let's do that. And nope, didn't know what I was doing. So I went down to the library, looked at a book and built a retaining wall. And it promptly failed. So, so
0: yeah. as, <laughs> as, as an insurance guy, right? Like as an insurance guy, you said, I'm a, I'm a lawnmower and now I'm building a retaining wall. Yes. That's a dramatic diversion and risk. It is, yeah. and at the time, I didn't have the insurance, so yeah, I am I
1: was very high risk yeah. for myself, for my clients. And yeah. Then, so yeah, so then it morphed from there into what we call outdoor living. Okay, yeah. So we do outdoor kitchens, patios, um, retaining walls, fire pits, uh, waterfalls, stuff like that. And then last year, we delved into swimming pools because we were already in the person's backyard, without thought, we have all the equipment, let's just do it all. I got tired of watching the pool contractor mess things up, so we said, let's just do it. So we started doing that, and then as of January 1st of this year, I sold half the business to a friend of mine, and now we have four partners, and he is taking it and rolling with it, and I'm just hanging on for dear life.
0: (laughs) Uh, So I know your partner, Yep. uh, and and I think anything he's attached to, uh, if you can hang on. Uh, As a matter of fact, I, I won't say his name, but he gave an analogy one day where he was talking about uh, himself and and someone else. I don't even say who he was referring to because I don't want to put them on the spot. Fair. He's like uh, my my coach or my therapist told me one day. He's like I am. Um, I go so hard and I go so fast. It's like me sitting in a Ferrari in third gear on the freeway going ninety miles an hour, <laughs> and then the person next to me is in in a Yugo in fourth gear rattling like bumpers are rattling off. Going, oh my God, I can't keep up. Like he like this is is what he has described himself as. Uh, That's a and, really good analogy. Yeah, I I think it describes him more than anyone else I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So so what I mean with all of that, like, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um. I mean, you. So you started out of just sheer boredom. You you needed a job. You didn't want to work at Walmart or Shopko or whatever we had back then.
1: Yeah. I my dad wasn't real big on going to college just for the sake of going to college. Yeah. So he's and plus he couldn't afford it. He's like, you're going to pay for it if if we are. And he actually was kind of cool because he. When I was doing that, I'd mow lawns in the summertime, and then I was still doing school, obviously wintertime, because I was still in high school. And so he had me do like, um, I was like just start trying things. Let's get an electronics course. So I dabbled with that, I said, you yeah, know, like that. And then he said, all right, how about, what else? you like, well, I, computers are cool. Like all right, here's a computer programming course. So I did that for three years, built my own software for the my mowing business. Wow. Yeah, that was fun. And then he's like, do you want to do this? I said, well, maybe. He said, all right, let's go interview a company. So he took me up to Oregon. I think uh, I think they're still in business, AbleSoft. Okay. Um, he said, let's go interview the owner. So I went in and just asked him a whole bunch of questions about the industry and walked around his office, got to see what they did, and decided mm, if this is my future, I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day. So we didn't do that. So then it just kind of left me with, well, I'm making good money for a high school kid mowing lawns. I'll just keep doing it until I figure out what i want to do with my life. And it just kind of blossomed from there, and then I hit my midlife crisis, whatever that is, and now I'm a full time firefighter. So,
0: okay, yeah. so so midlife crisis, like you're you're I still think of you as relatively young, thirty seven. Okay, so we're we're not we're not far apart. No, you're what 57? do uh, no. well, <laughs> Don't let the bald head and the gray beard uh, fool you here, folks. Uh, no, it's okay. You you look cooler than me. That's so. it's true. Yeah, most days, especially like. Yeah, I, I don't know where this Do you gray call came them a from. Bit? No, you don't. You don't no. skunk stripe it. No, I. Uh, as a matter of fact, I looked at uh, I looked at a picture when, when some of the first headshots I got when I opened our agency. Yeah. Uh, I did not have any gray in my beard. What's that like, say
1: for insurance?
0: See, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to see Jason and I next to each other, right? Jason is like seven foot tall. Uh, I mean, he he could be a center of centers uh, for for any of the NBA. And then you got you. The sports balls, right? I mean, like, I don't want to. The <laughs> sports balls. The sports balls. Uh, I, I am a solid five, nine and a half. I claim five ten on my driver's license. I am not. I uh, yeah. And and uh, so bald beard. Yeah, but it's, you can pull it off. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, we'll I mean, back to like, I didn't have any gray in my beard. So we just celebrated six years of our agency of, of the initial opening and launch of our agency was. It's been that long. February 1st, 2017. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's six awesome. years has done all of this gray and I did have a full head of hair uh, when we started. That's, that's a lie. I was going to say, I, Yeah, that, <laughs> I've
1: known you for like seven years. You've always been bald.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've always been bald. Uh, I've been bald. I think I, I, was, I had a receding hairline like walking out of the Marine Corps as, as a young 20-something year old kid. Like I was, that's yeah, okay. no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I want to hear more about your dad. Like this is, this is part of things I've never heard before. Yeah. Like the computer programming and the in that side. So, so tell me more about dad. Like, where where did where did that come from? From dad. Like, was his dad that way? Like, what did what did he do? How did he encourage that in you? Well, I guess to be fair for those who obviously don't know me, which is most of the world, um, I was homeschooled. Okay. So
1: that kind of lended itself to a little bit more exploring what I like to do, don't like to do, kind of thing. And he's always been big on that. Like, you know, we we did the traditional schooling: math, science, health, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I hit, I think I was, in, I was a freshman, I had the required maths done. I had Algebra two done by the time I was in seventh grade. I'm like, now what? And so, I thought I could just coast through high school and like, sweet, no more math. And Mom let me do that for a year, and then she's like, no, you're doing more math. So, so then, I also got to do with high that... High
0: five, Mom, if you're out there, high five.
1: Yeah, so, so with that, um, she's like, well, you're gonna do advanced math, so calculus, trig. She's like, but I don't know what to do with that, so you're gonna teach yourself. I'm like, oh, okay. And Dad was busy with school or with uh, work, so he didn't have time. So I got through it for that year. and like, nope, no more. So he said, well, let's try like an architectural one. So we got to do an architectural course, and then we did like... That's awesome. Yeah, it was just, just so much fun. Um, I he didn't... I don't know if his dad was like that or not. Um, I mean, he was traditionally schooled, and his dad had multiple jobs all the time, so he wasn't home as much. Um, so
0: what did your dad do, or what does he do?
1: Uh, well, he was... Um, he did a bunch of things. He worked for the city of Rockford as a streets planner. Okay. Um, and then, he married mom, and then he went to work for Estwing making hammers, and then he did... He was a, back in the day, when they would do uh, pre-press be, for like uh, magazines and stuff, they would do the film layout before computers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, they would go in the dark room and they would lay out the film for whatever advertisement or magazine that they were printing, or pre-printing, they would get all that laid out, send it to the printers, and the printers would take care of it. But they had to do the graphic layouts for it all.
0: That's fantastic.
1: I know lost art, but it, you don't uh, need it. One hundred percent. Yeah, you don't need it. You got computers.
0: I, I do that on Canva. Like <laughs> I do, I do everything inside inside Canva. Yeah. It costs me twelve dollars a month. Yep. I, I am a I am a digital publicist at this point. Like I can do. There's nothing I can't do inside a Canva. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. But 25, 30 years ago, man, you more than that. Yeah, because he's. I think he. That company closed down in when I was like 10, maybe. So, yeah.
0: 27 years ago? Yeah. yeah. I can math.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he did that for, I think, like 10, 15 years. And then when that company laid him off, because he got bought out by R.R. Donnelly, which is still a thing. Yep. Um, Then he worked for himself for 10 years. And then he started delivering medical products for a couple of different local companies. And he still does that now.
0: So do you think, you know, dad clearly, I mean, it doesn't sound like he owned a business, but no. he had a different mind about things than most, yeah. Yeah, most of, I think most of our peer group or our age group, like our dads did not do that. Sure. Right. Like, like I, I am the, what I would call the black sheep in my family. Like I didn't go to work nine to five and every time I did, I hated it. Oh, uh, like I just, didn't want to be trading my hours for dollars. Sure. Right. Cause at a certain point, like I only get so many hours right. and, and someone is only going to pay me X amount of dollars. I'm not that smart. I'm not that good looking. Like I'm not, I'm not that funny. Like at a certain point, I knew that I had to be able to do something that would create a different world for my family and my kids. And, right. and we've started to do some of those things with our kids. Uh, like we we had started a media company. Like our daughter is a freshman at the University of Dubuque this year. Okay. And she has helped us develop all of our media and our content that we do in the office. Oh, cool. We have done that for other companies. Okay. And they, so we've contracted, they've contracted us out. And Morgan and I actually started uh, what we call it, M squared media or McBride media that we've contracted that out. And she has been paid and, and had a salary to do some work while at school. And even so much so that that's awesome. she has gone out and, and found other, other students at UD to contract uh, because she realized, Hey, listen, I, I can only get so much of this done in a week, but if I can contract all of these people and I'll pay them a fair wage and then I still make the remainder while I'm making less per client, Right. Now I'm servicing three or four clients and I'm doing no work. Right. She is she has blossom, blossomed into this uh, like you get to see her mind work and reel from it. And she's old. She's uh, she's 18. No, she's 19. Okay. She turned 19. That's awesome. D- uh, some time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, de- December. Like she just turned 19 in December okay. of 22. OK. So, yeah. I, and then our son, Isaac, like Isaac is uh, right now. He is uh, what I would call a professional streamer. OK, uh, like a, his his words. He is a niche Internet micro celebrity. OK, so in, in the small corner of the interwebs uh, and I say the interwebs because my son is, you know, a niche micro Internet celebrity. Right. I have to be the idiot dad who doesn't understand Internet culture, Right. Uh, which is funny that I do. And he doesn't understand that I do, uh, which makes it even better. Uh, but he's got a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. He streams on Twitch. I don't know what he does on Twitch, uh, but he does. So wow. we're, we're trying to build a a mindset in our kids that the typical nine to five might be great. Yeah. Like it, it might fulfill you. You might be the person that wants to show up, do some work. You're, you're fulfilled by the fact that you got a paycheck and you're going to go experience the world in a different way. Hmm. Uh, watching our kids grow, they weren't. Okay. it's just not who they were. So so trying to encourage that mentality and that and that understanding that you can go and do things and go and risk. Right? Because starting right. starting a business in high school, there's probably so let's get back to that. Like there's probably less risk starting oh, a sure. lawn mowing business at 17, 18 years old, right. 16, than there would be going out and quitting your job right. at, at the factory or at the store or whatever, right? You 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 quit your job and you're like, hey, I'm gonna go mow lawns for a living. And and for those of you who don't know, if you're not local, like we live in the Midwest. There's like four and a half months you get to mow lawns here, right? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) how long long is the season? Like, when do you get to start mowing and doing some actual work? Um, Well, now that's not just mowing. Our season did
1: elongate a little bit. So we plan on like March 15th to December 1st. Okay. So still three and a half months of not doing anything. Yeah. Well, it snows.
0: And and so you obviously, like everybody here that has a truck or does some sort of landscape or or summer work has a plow in the front of the truck. Right. Um, and by the way, tell your insurance agent that yeah. if you're listening, just, just, I don't care who they are. I don't care if you call us. I don't care if you call somebody else, right? Just tell your insurance agent. Know. Yeah. Let yeah. them know. Let uh, them, they're going to look at you funny,
1: but, plug there, but. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> call, call your insurance agent and let them know. Uh, but so all of that, what was there one thing that as you started this and, and you started growing, you're like, Hey, I'm making more money doing this than I would be somewhere else. What was the point that you said? I want to do this for more than just a hobby. Like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to build this a little more. Was there something specific that had an impact on your growth or your trajectory or just like a level of professionalism that you were going to offer? Like what, where was that?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, So I guess step back just a smidge and there was a, a period in, and for if you're not homeschooled, it won't make any sense to you. But there was a period in the homeschooling realm, if you were one of those conservative homeschoolers, like it was almost a thing to be self-employed, not quite okay. on the religious level. But like you and my dad wasn't like this, but I could see it in other people like you were almost looked down upon if you worked for the man. It was an odd concept. And looking back, I'm like, that's weird. It is odd. And I didn't really. But that so,
0: so then do they look down on people that work for them?
1: Good question. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like unless like, you're you're small enough like you don't have any working for you. Yeah. But it was like it's it was almost like a a next level status if you work for yourself. Okay. It, it was just I don't know. And then it just kind of fizzled out, but there was a period there that I almost felt like, "Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do." Is okay. working myself. It'd be, "Oh, don't go work for somebody else." And he never came out and said that, but I got that impression from that community like, "Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do." So, from like 18 to by the time I got married, it was like, oh, this is just what I'm supposed to do. I work for myself. So there wasn't a defining moment where like, I'm going to make this my business. It just kind of morphed from, oh, this is fun cash. Cause I was, I had a purpose when I started. Like yeah, I wasn't just gonna go blow money. He wouldn't let me do that. He's like, no, you're gonna save it. I wish back then I had invested it, but whatever. So the cool thing with that was I saved <clears throat> basically everything I made, cause I still lived at home. Um, I just saved it. And so by the time we got married, I bought my house in cash. Wow. Yeah, now granted it was a fixed rubber. So, but even with-
0: Vicks, And this was 30 years ago. Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. So
1: I bought the house for like 13 grand. Well. Yeah, and I thought, I'll just remodel it. And naive little me said, I'm gonna remodel it in three months and then get married. And we ended up tearing it all the way down. Oh my God, yeah. So how long did it take to remodel? We started in, I bought it in August and we moved in in May.
0: And you, serve it. so when did you get married in the, in the middle of that?
1: Yeah. November.
0: So you, oh my God.
1: <laughs> so we lived in a rental for what, four or five months. Okay. And then, yeah, we moved in. Okay. So
0: you didn't, you didn't live in the house while remodeling. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. So I was going to ask how the marriage sustained that. Uh, It, it did, but okay. we were in a rental. So that helped. Yeah. When, when we bought our house, like we bought and redid a, a ton. I and mean. lived
1: there at the time? No, oh, no. Okay. So
0: we did not move in until after it was all done. So we bought it in March we ended up moving in in, and, and I think May or late May. So early March to late May. Okay. So we spent two and a half months, but all new wiring, all new plumbing. Like We we redid the attic into a into a master suite. Oh, cool. Uh, we added a bathroom. We moved a kitchen. Like. So you got a lot done. Yeah, we did get a lot done. Okay. Uh, but living there, I can't imagine living. No. In and everyone that we talked to was like, "Hey, we're going to remodel our basement." I'm like, "You know, get a prenup now." No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that one all the way. Yeah, like just just go ahead and, and make sure your life insurance is paid up. Make sure that you've got that pre-up. Yep. Like, like get, sign a contract with each other that you will hold, you will not hold each other, you know, responsible yes. for anything. Like, hey honey, I love you. Uh I, I adore you. I think you're the greatest, but you cannot swing a hammer near me at all ever again.
1: <laughs> yep. She yeah. she helped me one day and then she never came back. Okay. And that was mutual. Yeah. Cause I'm hanging outside of the house off the second floor trying to put a window in, I'm like, here, hold it from the inside. And she about dropped it. I'm like, okay, we're done. And she cried. And yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so tears tears are kryptonite. Good to know. Jason's yep. kryptonite is tears. We're yep. going to write that down
1: here. Yep. So we were done. And uh, yeah. And then we moved in four or five months later. And okay. Stayed there for, I don't know, six years. Then moved to Dixon and did it all over again.
0: So what was what was the biggest shift from just the, was it that retaining wall that kind of shifted you from just like lawn mowing to something maybe a little bigger?
1: That was a little kick in the head. Like, oh, hey, there's more than just mowing lawns. Yeah. So I did it, I learned, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. And then by the time I... So I guess I take that back. There was a moment, like right after I got married, that I realized real quick, I'm not living in my parents' basement anymore. So now I have to actually spend money. And it's like, oh, I need to to pay myself regularly and not just when I feel like it. Yeah. So that was when the shift started to happen. Like, okay, this is now my job. And now I'm no longer young and can... Afford to make all these mistakes because now I have someone depending on me, so it it kind of transitioned from that. But unfortunately, it took me another ten years to realize I only have a job. I don't have a business. Yeah, I only have a job, and it's very difficult. I need to make it a business where I don't have to be here anymore.
0: You know, I was uh, that was actually one of the thoughts that came through my head with your your story about the homeschool community. Mm -hmm. And and so I I will say this like this is not derogatory in homeschool. Like I love you people. Uh, We homeschool our twelve year old. uh, So we've got four kids. Uh, our oldest two, like Morgan's in college. Isaac is a year older than her. Uh, and we've got a 12 year old who's in seventh grade and then a third grader. Okay. So, so our 12 year old, we started homeschooling in sixth grade. So this is a second year that we homeschooled him and, and we did homeschool uh, our older two for a year or two when we lived in Missouri, um, between Missouri and here and some of that time. But we love the mentality and the freedom it offers Keegan and his kind of like journey in life and all of those pieces. But, um, I want to kind of go back to that. Like if, if you're in that community and you say we're, and it sounds like they did not say out loud, like, let's get this clear. Right. Right. No one said out loud, Hey, you're not good enough if you don't own your business or work for yourself. Right. But if they, if the perception was from you, from a community member, if the perception was uh, they're going to look down on me, if I don't work for myself, how do they look down on other people? And, and how do you retain, attract and, and keep employees? with having that sort of mentality. Uh, and and if you don't, you you just have a job, just like everybody else does. Right. You just own it. Right. No, right?
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't say from that perspective of being the employee, because I always have, up until recently, was never an employee. Um, I don't know how they would answer that. And again, it, since it was never verbally portrayed, if they, maybe they wouldn't be like, yeah, you should have employees, but you yourself shouldn't go work for somebody hard to say but it didn't it didn't last long okay like i've still been in the homeschool community for still am because we homeschool our kids yeah and the focus the perception um you know the thrust of what they do has changed dramatically it's gone a lot less conservative in in terms of you know the women should always stay home and um you know you should work for yourself all that kind of stuff it's not really a thing anymore okay like times are changing and we've got a younger generation of homeschoolers coming up that are like, no, we're, we're going to do things differently. So, I,
0: I think the younger generation might have more to offer than we have all mm-hmm. let them believe. Yeah. Or, or we're allowing them to believe in, right. uh, you know, I, I think so millennials, right? Like I am officially a millennial. I'm, I'm, I'm the top edge. Am I a millennial? You are. Yeah, I believe so. Right. So I, okay. i millennials were early 81. Depending on where you were, late eighty, early eighty-one. So I was born very early in eighty-one. Yeah. So I call myself. Uh, I have I have self-dubbed this title. I am the Millennial Falcon. Um, right, old, uh, broken, but still damn good at my job. Kind of yeah. thing. Like you know, yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'll be faster and smarter than you think I am. Uh, and I get the technology side, but I also get this kind of that microcosm of of growth. rate right? We didn't have the internet. We didn't have video games. Right right? Like I had a babysitter that had an Atari and I thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah, We didn't get a Nintendo till I was in fourth grade. Did you and have the computers or the big floppy disk? We, we did have those. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. at home, no, actually. So we were not super privileged as kids. Like we did not have a lot. Yeah. Um, mom and dad, mom and stepdad, like my dad, my brother passed away when I was real young. So it was just me and mom till I was in kindergarten, first grade. Okay. Mom got remarried and, and things just weren't you know, we were not financially well off. Right. Uh, so we got our first Nintendo. I was like third or fourth grade and it stayed, you know, on the TV, but it was on the TV in my parents' room because they thought that I would get up and go play it. Uh, they were right. I would have. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So they put it in their room. So if I wanted to go play Nintendo, I'd have to go sit in their room and there was no way to, you know, to, to kind of save or like just keep it on and turn the TV off. Right. Because mom or dad would like turn that on and be like, what are you doing? Like they would they would totally just turn it off to spite me, I think. <laughs> um and, and maybe they wanted to play themselves and they just never let me know. I'm I'm not sure. So we didn't get a computer in our house till I was in eighth grade. Okay. So that was I mean, yeah. we're yeah. You know, we're in the nineties at this point. Right. Um not not deep into the nineties, but we're in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pre Windows ninety five, but Yeah, yeah, definitely pre <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow, well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Super great on that one. Yeah, I, part of it, it's going back to the... Um, I guess that mindset, I think some of it did stem from... would it be baby boomers, I guess, would be the generation before us?
0: Yeah, uh, what well, Gen X, was
1: officially before us. So our parents would've been baby boomers. Yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely like, you work hard, which is odd because it was like, you work hard, you go to your job, you do your thing, you come home, that is your life. Yeah. Um, so there was some of that that was just more of the, and that's what I, you know, praise my dad a lot for is he gave me a really good work ethic. It's like, you do the job, you do it right. If you didn't do it right, you're going to do it again. Um, but that mindset was, you know, someone else put this recently to me was, you know, that even our generation is our, to a degree, our identity is in our job. You know, we, yeah. we live to work. And the younger generation is—they work to live. To live, they yeah. only work because they have to have money to, if the government isn't giving it to them, right, to go do things. But for us, is like that's who I am. Like, what do you do? Why well, I'm a landscaper. I ask somebody else, that, I'm like, what do you mean?
0: you're one of the hardest questions I ever had to ask to answer to, to my therapist, right? Like, and and I'm in, I'm in therapy. I need it. Uh, I, I do. I don't even shy. Like I'll see him tomorrow. Uh, so whenever you're listening to this, whatever day I'm recording this today, I will see my therapist tomorrow. Like, like we had to, to separate ourselves from our activity, Mm -hmm. my value and your value and, and anybody out there, like your value doesn't stem from what you do. Right. And, and I think one of the the earliest things that we focused on, and this is, I remember we were talking five years ago, we were really going through some stuff, my wife and I did. And, and we started going to therapy together. She's sure. like, well, I think you guys are good together. I, I think you're broken alone. Like, I think individually you need some work. Like, huh. so we, we started seeing him separately and, and still do for the most part. I mean, we, we see him and uh, we still see the same guy. There's, there's some okay. consistency there. Right. Sure. But one of the first things he ever he ever told me that I focused on, I mean, it's been five, six years now is we're human beings, not human doings. So stop doing and And start being and, and writing that down. when you think about it, who are you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like, just be, don't do just be. And to be able to take that shift, I no longer had to volunteer at every opportunity or every corner to feel value in me. I did not have to solve the problem to be a valuable person. Like my value didn't change if, if I paid for the flat tire to get fixed or if I did it myself. Right. Right. I can change a flat.
1: Good. But I, mean, I don't have to like, <laughs> some people can't do that.
0: Like, I'm just going to be real honest with you. Right. Like if we're, if we're towing down, you know, we're towing down 55 going down South and, and you, uh, you know, the tire blows out. I might get a spare on there depending on how cold or how warm or where, how far I got to go. But I promise you this, if that tow truck can be there faster than I, than I can get this fixed, That's I'm coming. calling it. Right. <laughs> I have busted my tail to get to where I'm at to spend the hundred dollars on a tow truck, come out, change my tire and let's get. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, there's a lot said in that. But but the value of the person doesn't change based on our actions. Right. And, and while we're talking about how you got started and, and why your business is where it is. And so you're able to sell a part of that business. Right. So, so tell me some of the motivation there. Right. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to recap this real quick. So you sure. started you started a business in high school yep. out of out of boredom slash necessity for some cash. Yeah. You kept going on it because you didn't like any other options. Yep. Uh, at a certain point, you, you bought a house, realized you needed a you needed a steady income. I'm sure your wife did not hurt with that.
1: She, yep, she was 100 percent behind the yeah. fact that we needed steady money.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh, most wives are. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, so like, as it as it grew and it shifted, and you went from owning a job to owning a business, you started hiring employees, started growing your scope because you've done some big work. Yeah. Like, like you've not done like just let me put in a small retaining wall next to a driveway. Like right. you've done some massive projects. Yeah. So uh, before I go to the next part, like, what is the biggest project you've ever done?
1: Dollar wise, not
0: um, uh, scope wise. I don't care about your dollars. Like, oh. like what's the biggest amount of work or or the most impactful thing that you've ever put your hands to we took someone someone bought a house
1: here in town they could have bought a chunk of property in the ritzy neighborhood You I know which one that is okay north of town okay yep yep Yep. And, and they said you know what we decided we could build or we could buy the house in this nicer part of town and completely remodel it and do an outside project for the same cost as it would have been to just start from scratch okay and the property taxes were gonna be a whole lot lower I'm like okay long term that makes sense Yep. so they had me over there. I looked at this backyard and it had a patio uh, by the size of these two rooms. And that was it. Uh, we want a pool and we just want to come home and feel like we're on vacation. Like, perfect. So, so
0: are they, fa- is the is the back of their house towards the lake?
1: Well, if they had oh. bought over there, um, it would have been, but they bought. in. Uh, oh, they bought somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and it was in town, you know, surrounded by some other, they had a big lot. Okay. So they said, Make it so we feel like we're on vacation. So, and they had a, a budget of six figures, and uh, I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I said, well, let me just design something, and we'll go from there. So I designed it, and then I'm doing a 3D for them. They're like, is that our house? I said, well, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. All right, let's do that. I'm like, well, let's crash your budget. And I'm like, that's fine. So we put in, uh, I think it was two thousand square feet of living space, a pool house, a pool, a slide, six waterfalls, a fire pit.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, it and it when we finished, like you did it, you made it feel like we're on vacation.
0: That's incredible. So that was the most fun job we've probably ever done, and yeah. So, so is this where I get to ask? Like, if you need advertisement, like my backyard is totally open for your. Yeah, if we need to practice. Well, yeah, we don't need to practice anymore. But you know what? I should have offered that years ago. <laughs> yes. I think I did. <laughs> I think you told me the same thing then too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, that's that's incredible. So I mean, those are the those are the cool things. Like those are yeah. the things that I love. Uh, what I love about trades is uh, I worked for a contractor. Mm-hmm. Our, my first job after I got married was working for a contractor. His name was his name was Javier.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, uh, he's, so he was Javier. His brother was Gustavo. And like I was, I was the guy who did not fit in on the crew. Okay. Uh, I am. Um, is it your skin? It, it, well, yeah, that was part of it. Um, <clears throat> so they're I mean they're brothers, right? So clearly I was I was not a brother of Javier and Gustavo. Uh, we were in North Texas, and they were very good at their job. Okay. And I was very good at needing money. So I showed up, Javier paid me. I learned enough to be dangerous and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I loved taking off the cabinets and sanding them down. And like, it was all interior okay. remodeling type things. And I loved it, but I was not great. And, and by not great, I was, I was just not fast. Okay. I, I could do the job, but I would spend twice as much time as what he had budgeted and therefore costing him money. Right. Right. So I did not last long. Uh, I went to a call center shortly after. I think it was like three months I worked for the guy and and it was it was so little money. Uh, We needed something different and I needed to find something that I would be skilled at. Right. Uh, But he provided this nice little, you know, buffer for us as we first got married. This is not I did not have a great story of having a job. And, you know, uh, I am not the example on some of this. Uh, But I love the trades because I love the ability to take nothing and make something. And, and, in, and what we do, like what I do for a living, like there's not, that's not there. Like we build trust. Like we, yeah. we sell a promise. We sell trust. We don't, right. we don't build anything. So like, that's a, that's a huge and enviable point for me.
1: Sure. But without your industry, ours would go very poorly. It's true. Mm-hmm. Cause like we've had our share of claims and without yeah. an insurance agent backing us out, I wouldn't be here.
0: Yeah. It's a good plug. So. Call your, call your insurance agent. McBride. <laughs> This is not an advertisement for our agency like we we're we we're really trying hard not to talk about that time. <laughs> today is not not a success in that manner yeah, um yeah. so all of that transpired, and you life has changed for you over the last couple of years yeah ironically. um and and so that change brought on the desire to sell, so yeah. talk about the change a little bit talk about the the desire to sell what motivated that what prompted that and and how you will kind of go into the the hanging out for your life after that
1: yeah yeah, yeah you, You gonna have him in here or no?
0: Uh, I'd like to. Okay. So if if you're listening out there and you know we're talking about you, we're talking about you, and I hope that we can have you on soon. Uh, I did
1: mention that to him today. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is he is he on the beach somewhere? Is he? He's back. Okay.
1: Yeah. He he was in Florida and now he's back. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, No. With so uh, before we bought yeah before we bought the fixer upper, um, I was a volunteer, paid on call firefighter, or was going to be. Like, I saw the little posting that said, hey, help your community. I'm like, sure, I'll help my community. Did the thing and then said, well, but I'm moving to Polo, like, in about three months. Like, well, don't bother. Like, okay. Put that out of my mind. Fast forward 12 years, move back to Dixon. My wife's like, you're going to do the thing for Dixon Rural again? Oh, yeah. So, joined, was on there for four years. And then, like, I like this. I like doing the fire thing. I like doing the medic thing. Um... I wonder what it takes to do it full-time. And started looking into them, like, okay, yeah, I'll never become a full-time firefighter just being a paid on call. Like there's a whole testing process yeah. and whatever. And then I found out, also, surprise, you're too old. 35 is a cutoff. Okay. So I started doing you know the testing route, but I never got hired, thought that was the end of it. Um, and this is Barney Trail, but it's a cool story, so listen anyway. <laughs>
0: I don't know that I have a choice. I can't go anywhere. The headphones have tethered me to the to the table. And you invited me here. So. And I did. I did. Like if I go anywhere, it's like five feet away to go work on my computer that I'm using for this podcast. Right. And I'll just keep talking. Yeah.
1: So there's an Illinois state law that stipulates that 21 to 35, if you're going to be full-time, um, with a couple exceptions. One of them being, if you're military, you can test after you're 35. If you're on a department that um, was transitioning to a full-time department, and there's like two other ones. Well, Darren Bailey changed that the wording of that law that said, um, if you're a paid on call, even if your department wasn't transitioning and they were a full-time department, you can still test after the age of 35. Okay. Like, cool, so I tested, I got the job. I met Darren Bailey at a homeschool conference, still involved in the homeschool thing. Yeah. He stopped by, like, that's Darren Bailey, I need to tell him went over there, tapped him on the shoulder, he turns around, that typical politician smile, you know.
0: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's, that's a good smile. I said, do you know You'll all? never be a politician. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't You just see family pictures, it's terrible. <laughs> I said, you don't know me. And he, I can tell he's like, yep, I don't know you at yeah. all. And I said, I just wanted to thank you because the law that you basically got pushed through and passed is the reason I'm a full-time firefighter now. And it just changed, it went from that fake smile to like, he was like, everybody down in Springfield said I was stupid for doing this. You're the first person to come up and tell me that made a difference.
0: You're going to have to go talk in front of Congress now for yeah. the Senate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. He gave me his card and one of those little challenge coins. And he's like, if "That's ever, cool." If any questions, you call me. He said, if, you know, if I'm ever going through that area, I'm going to make it a point to stop out to your station and see you. I'm like,
0: hot dog. Sweet. So he's been to Dixon rural now, hasn't he?
1: No, he hasn't. He okay. Hasn't been back yet. Okay. But, but anyway, so all that to say, when I did get the full-time spot, I'm like, oh, now I have to have someone to run this business Yeah. if I'm not here. Because now I have to go through the fire academy and I have to go through paramedic school and I'm gone every third day. So plus the year before, I'm like, I'm just getting tired of doing this. I'm tired of always being the one that someone calls at eight o'clock at night because they have an issue with whatever we did. You know, we opened up the ground, it rained, the basement's flooding. You know, stuff like that. It's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. So that was starting to push me into, I need to find some capable people to run it without me. And now that I have a safety net of another full-time job, which surprise doesn't pay that well, but I've got insurance. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. I still need that safety <clears> net. <throat> um, That just kind of pushed me into what can I do? I could sell, but a business is only worth what it'll do on its own. Right. If it's tied to the owner completely, no one wants it. Right. So I really, that was, that was a hard pill to swallow. Like we didn't do well last year because I wasn't there, not because I'm cool, but because that person wasn't there. Yeah. So when I talked with this other guy, he's like, you know what? I have the time I'm looking for a challenge. If you're not here, I don't care. Let's work out what this will take. And you do what you need to do. When you're done with your medic, you come back and help me grow this thing like crazy. That's awesome. So, his idea of growing this thing like crazy when you come back is let's start right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you got, and you guys moved locations.
1: Yep. Yeah, we, we dumped where we're at. He's building a big addition where we're currently at. Yeah. And got this massive showroom with all the stuff that he wants to do. And it's like, yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's pretty
0: cool. I, I can't wait to see inside. Yeah. Like I'm, he's been telling me about it for a while. Like I'm looking forward to yeah. it. So, so having a partner is new for you. Very new. Okay. So are you, are you 50, 50? Are you 49, 51? Yep. Okay. He's 51. I'm 49. <clears throat> so that someone
1: can make a decision. That makes We're sense. Most of the time on the same page. But the big part for me was I can't just do what I want now. Now I need to ask permission or at least run it by somebody. Yeah. It's more like a marriage. Like I shouldn't just go out and buy a new truck. I should probably talk to my wife first. So with, Having him there, it's like, that's not quite what I would have done, but I don't have that final say so. Yeah. So a little bit of a learning curve, but it's going pretty well. Good. Yeah.
0: So, and this is, that's relatively new. Like you guys just did this. Couple January, back. yeah, January 1st. Okay. Um, so yeah. in, in all of that, there are people out there and, and our goal is for people to be listening to this that are wanting to make that change, okay. right. That are wanting something more than what they have. Right. Okay. So the the premise around get started is how can I get started? So taking the stories of people like you and everybody else that we talked to on, on how they got started and, and how success is not linear, right? You did not go, I'm going to start a business. And then every day you made 30 cents more over the course of 20 years, right? Sometimes you had good years. Sometimes you had bad years. Sometimes you had great months. Sometimes you had bad months. Uh, I, I remember a story a couple of years ago and, and, and I won't go too far into detail. You, we were sitting at your shop over here off Palmyra. Oh yeah. And you were sharing how an expense came up, and it was thousands of dollars. I think ten, fifteen thousand dollars. You mentioned, and, and I don't, I don't remember the exact story why, but you had this expense, you had to pay it. Actually, I do now, but I had had a lot to do with work comp, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and prevailing wage, and, and this big expense that you had to come up with, and without, you you said fifteen thousand dollars, and my jaw, like not, not in, in internally, my jaw dropped. So at that point in our business, that was not a number that was even understandable to have as an excess cash or having as a resource. Right. And you're like, so we paid it and we moved on and we went from there. <laughs> and, and it wasn't like a, it didn't hurt because, because I, I, I got the feeling that it hurt. Right. It was not something that you wanted to or budgeted to or right. budgeted for. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, maybe some faith and some standing in faith. And maybe God provided some good things for you in that moment. But uh, walking through that, making that, that payment, I saw in you in that moment, I saw somebody walking out a real faith. I saw somebody walking out a real moment of vulnerability. Going, you know, this was an expense we needed to pay it. We had to pay it. There's no question. You did the right thing, and there was there was some some trepidation, but you did it. And I, as a younger business owner, as someone who had not experienced any level of success near that, to have the ability to pay, you know, there's a comma. Uh, and then there's, there's two numbers on the left of the comma. Like that was like a, you know, we were not there yet. We were just starting and right. I had been working for somebody else my whole life. Right. You know, this was our first, I had tried some things. It didn't work. I failed a lot. Uh, I had, I had worked for a bunch of startups had made some good money, sure but had never had that kind of excess in our business to go, you know what? We can do this. Here's it's going to be tight, you know, but let's, let's write that check. So that's the premise of this is, is almost that feeling that I had that day mm. to go, okay, I'm doing okay, but I can do better. Yeah. And hearing the stories of others and how they got better. So w- with that in mind, what advice, if any, would you give, well, you're going to give something. So not if any, what <laughs> advice would you give to any aspiring entrepreneur uh, based on your experiences of building uh, and growing a successful business? And then even maybe the guy who's sitting there at his And his job or his company right now going, man, I really want to do something else, but I don't want to completely get out of this. Mm. Like, what advice would you give to those two people today?
1: Well, I guess it depends on where you're at. So no matter where you're at, and this one's just kind of the overarching theme is work hard. Always work hard. And you know, you can always work harder because to degree. Ain't
0: ain't that the damn truth? Isn't that true? Like, (laughs) yeah, I have, I have busted my tail. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not going to go into this too much on mine. like I have busted my tail and I thought that I was busting my tail a couple of years ago until we made a different change. And then I busted my tail again and then we made a different change. And then right now, like we're, we're adding a whole different line of business in our office. Like we're going into something massively deep and it work comp specifically for contractors sure. and the amount to learn right. is it's un- understandable the amount of information that's out there. Oh yeah. And I am working harder than I've ever worked in my life. And I look back at other times, I'm like, I remember my first part-time job. Like, <laughs> like that's the joke sometimes, right? Like, ah, I worked 60 hours last week at Mickey. camp. One day you'll get a real job, you know? Uh, but, and okay, so I'm sorry to, to derail yeah, that. No,
1: no, that's, I mean, not, not to say, like, I'm not saying you always have to work 100 hours a week. I'm just saying, and I guess a good example would be, so, you know, Aaron, yeah, the guy that works for me. He wanted to start up a lighting portion of this business. And I said, okay. So let's make it like its own unique business, and I'll will be like partners with it, and we'll do our thing. I said, eh, okay. So, but but um, you know, we we have to go out and market with all those other things. So that's fine. So I w- we would finish our landscaping, and then like, okay, now let's go work our lighting business. He's like, well, you took all my hours from doing that with my other job. I'm like, no, that's your real job. This is the one that if we're going to do it, we have to do it above and beyond. Yeah and we have to go out at night, we have to do these light demos, we have to work on the weekends. If you want to make this its own business, you have to put the effort in." And he's like, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) that's fine. So we didn't. And we're like, you know what? Most of the time, the lighting is tied into landscaping anyway. There's not a whole lot of market for us to do just lighting. Let's just leave it the way it is. But it was an eye-opening experience for him. Like, oh, I can't just shut my brain off at 5 p.m. if I want to do more. So for the people that are like, I want to do something different or something more, you have to put that extra in. Otherwise, you're always going to stay status quo. If you're working for somebody else, you show up at eight and you leave at five, well, you're a good eight to five employee and the world needs them. There's nothing wrong with no. doing that because we need that. But if you're dissatisfied with where you're at, what are you willing to give in exchange for that? Because it's not going to just be handed to you.
0: Man, that's gold. Like, like there's, there's nothing else other than, I don't think you can say anything else that would make this even more impactful. Like, you, you have to be willing We've all had to give up something. Right. In the last six years, we started our business over a year ago. Like we walked away from a successful operation with a national brand and national recognition and people walk into the door knowing who we were. Right. And we took their name off the door and started over with zero customers and zero revenues. And we kept our staff.
1: And look where are at though.
0: And look where we're at. I mean, we're right. we're at least a year in. We're gonna make it at least two. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, things things are definitely growing, but the amount of sacrifice that we've had to put in and the amount of uh, uh, the amount of after hours effort right. to work on the business. Right. Right. Working on the You, you hear that a lot, right? Yes. Work, work on the business, not in the business. Well, sometimes when you're fresh and you're new and you're young and you're, you're excited, right? You've got all the zeal, but maybe no throttle. Sometimes you've got to work in the business. Right. During business hours. Right. You've got to make the phone calls.
1: Yeah. You've got to answer to the it. phone.
0: Right. You've got to say, hey, hi, how you doing to Susie Q who walks in the door and talks to you because she needs to see a friendly face because she will tell everyone she did not see a friendly face. Exactly. And then you've got to go do all the things with contracts and paperwork and and payroll and, you know, expenses and budgets after hours. Right. Because that's when that stuff gets done.
1: Yeah. So and with that, that would be my advice to the entrepreneur who wants to do his own business and not work for somebody else. Work on your business from day one. Don't wait like I did until year 17 to say, oh, I need to work on this. I've always worked in it and constantly in it. And I've always been the one to do this and that and that and that. And yeah, I've hired some people to do those things, but I I stopped. Like I found the the laborers, but I'm still the one doing the payroll and the taxes and all this and that. So as soon as your business can afford it, find the next person to replace yourself. And eventually you'll replace yourself completely out of the in and now you're completely on the on.
0: So, for any landscapers out there that are, that are starting up today, right? So there there are there are a ton of. Them. Oh yeah. We insure a number of them, right? <laughs> I mean, we do. I mean, we have we have and they're varied sizes and operational skills. Almost all of them are centrally focused on the the guy. Yeah. Right. That key man. Yep. What would your first if you were going to start over today and build this from scratch? What would your first hire be?
1: Someone to do the daily physical activities of producing the work okay i would spend all my time training them to do a really good job yep and then as soon as they were capable of producing the size project that we needed that's you okay and i'm going to find you a helper and i'm going to start working on the sales because the sales have to come in order to provide it's yeah you kind of need both at the same time but and i was too scared to get out of the one it's like oh if i'm spending all my time doing sales the work's not going to get done but if i hire somebody and we have no sales then we're gonna be going belly up. Yeah. So and that's one thing I appreciate about my current partner is he's got a bigger pair of kahunas than I do. And he's willing to go out there and say, nope, we're gonna just we're gonna hire these people because we know the work's gonna follow. Yeah. And he's got enough people in the right places to make sure that, that happens. That's awesome. So that's the entrepreneurial side. If you're in a position where you're like, you know, I like the security of my job, but I'm dissatisfied with where I'm at, look inward first. Say, why am I dissatisfied? Is it because I'm bored or is because I'm lazy? If I'm bored, is this the right job for me or is there something higher? If it's because I'm lazy, well, kick yourself in the pants and get to there, work.
0: There's somebody out there right now listening who just got like just got punched in the gut. Like that's gonna stay that's gonna stay for somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it always depends on you. Yeah. I mean, if you're Christian, then obviously it's by God's grace. Right. But at the end of the day, he's not gonna sit there and say, Oh, good job, Pat, for sitting on your ass and doing nothing. Yeah. Like, no, get out there and work hard. Yeah. And if you're bored with it, why are you bored? Figure that out.
0: Man, I think that's a really great place to stop there. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I did not introduce uh, Jason properly at the beginning. Jason (laughs) owns uh, Edgewood Outdoors. I'm not even sure we mentioned the company. So if you need any sort of outdoor work done, Jason, give a little description of what you do and how they can get a hold of you if they want any of that extra work done.
1: So we do anything outdoor related. Our our slogan is uh, creating experience. So we want you to go outside and just appreciate your whole property backyard. But it doesn't have to stop there. We can do something as small as a little patio or as large as an outdoor living space with an outdoor kitchen and stuff like that we do swimming pools um, and then we maintain everything so anything landscaping or pool related that's us we sell hot tubs things like that Okay. we have a website edgewoodoutdoors.com um, and on there is all the contact info you can email us call us whatever awesome so, yeah
0: Jason I super appreciate you being on here So's today fun. yeah and that concludes this episode of the Get Started Podcast tune in next week